This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and certified art lover. I'm also a huge history nerd. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. Each day, I'm going to share some of my favorite deep cuts with you. So let's dig into today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365. Fifth Avenue in Manhattan is iconic. The little blue bags from Tiffany & Co., the Lions, flanking the New York Public Library, the Empire State Building, Museum Mile, and one of those museums opened today a little over 60 years ago, on October 21st, 1959. Crowds lined the street waiting to get into the new Guggenheim Museum, designed by famed architect Frank Lloyd Wright. If you've seen the Guggenheim, I'll try to describe it for you, though it's kind of tough because the architecture is so unique. It kind of looks like four saucers stacked on top of each other in descending order, or like several spaceships. Some have called it an upside-down cupcake, especially from the inside. It can feel like a giant seashell. Why was it called the Guggenheim? Well, like many buildings, it was named after the rich man who donated the money to build it. But Solomon R. Guggenheim wasn't just a rich guy. He was a rich guy who loved art. He became an art collector after his retirement from business in the 1930s and started displaying his collections in 1939. He collected works by well-known artists at the time, like Vasily Kadinsky, Paul Klee, and Marc Chagall. Side note, Guggenheim's brother, Benjamin, died in 1912 in the sinking of the Titanic. Guggenheim's business partner, artist, Hilla Ribe, decided that Guggenheim needed something more than a gallery space to show off his art. He needed an entire museum. Must be nice. Ribe introduced Guggenheim to the concept of non-objective art within the European avant-garde movement. Guggenheim continued his later collections with Ribe's taste in mind. Before work began on the museum we know today, Guggenheim's collection was shown at the Museum of Non-Objective Painting, here, Ribe and Guggenheim worked together to showcase the best of the movement that they were both so passionate about. The museum housed art by such well-known painters as Piet Monryan, Pablo Picasso, and Amadio Modigliani, as well as lesser-known names like Rudolf Bauer and Fernand Laguerre. When the collection outgrew the small space the Museum of Non-Objective Painting occupied, Ribe got in touch with one of the foremost architects of the generation, Frank Lloyd Wright, she didn't just ask him to build a museum, she asked him to build a temple of the spirit where people could change their relationship to visual art. From that conversation, Wright worked on the museum for 16 years. The team considered spots on 36th Street, 54th Street, Riverdale, and Park Avenue before settling on the now iconic Fifth Avenue spot on Museum Mile, close to Central Park. Tragically, Wright died six months before the Guggenheim opened, Guggenheim didn't live to see the opening either. He died 10 years before the museum was finished, on November 3rd, 1949. He was 88, Wright was 91. 
At least both men lived to old age, even if they couldn't see the museum come to life. Wright's life in particular was a complex one. Though he's remembered most for his reverential buildings like Falling Water and Taliesin, his home in Wisconsin, he also had some serious problems and tragedies that marred both his life and his legacy. He had an affair with the wife of a neighbor in the early 20th century and ended up abandoning his wife and family. Ten years later, his new wife and several of her relatives were killed by one of Wright's servants after he set a fire in the living area of Taliesin. The servant, Julian Carlton, murdered Wright's wife and six other family members and house attendants with an axe as the fire raged. Wright went through two more marriages, and Taliesin burned again in 1925 after an electrical fire. But back to the Guggenheim, which, lucky for us, has never burned down. The museum wasn't just a new cultural institution, it was an architectural revelation and a piece of artistry. It stemmed from Wright's ideas of organic architecture, or the flow of an environment into a building, into its interiors. The inside of the Guggenheim is just as impressive, if not more than the outside. A spiral ramp encases the central rotunda where museum guests walk upwards and view the current exhibition in a slow-moving circle. High above, the ceiling is domed glass. Though Wright's fans are obsessed with his final creation, some people felt the need to criticize the building. Naysayer said that the building distracted from the artwork, or that the building was more of an homage to Wright himself than the art it housed. Most people agreed, though, that the project succeeded at its goal of harmony between art and architecture. The museum was groundbreaking in its manner because it changed how museum spaces related to the art they housed and encouraged architects to personalize their artistic buildings. Art critic Paul Goldberger later said that almost every museum of our time is a child of the Guggenheim. Today, the Guggenheim hosts a permanent collection with works by Chagall, Degas, Duchamp, multiple Kandinsky's, and many more artists, as well as rotating exhibits ranging from the popular Hilda of Klimt geometric series of 2019 to a retrospective on the countryside of the future that will be on view through February 2021. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now for today's music fact, focusing on a cultural titan of song instead of art. Instead of taking 16 years to design a museum, Bob Dylan recorded his first album in a single day. Today, in 1961, he was 20 years old, used only his guitar and harmonica, and only spent $400. There you have it. You can be a great artist whether you accomplish things in a day or 16 years. And now for our final segment of the day, I'm going to be looking into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on an October 21st in my life. So it looks like on October 21st, 2019, my most interesting thing that ever happened to me and in October 21st in my whole entire life, actually a couple things kind of happened that were maybe funny. I took many photos that I thought were kind of funny. I visited an office for a record label. They had a gigantic statue of Billie Eilish in the lobby. I took a photo. They also had a Supreme branded ping pong machine of which I took a photo too because I wanted to pretend that it was mine so I could be a hype beast. And then I also, lastly, the most fun thing that I did that day was take a photo of myself standing on Guy Fieri's Hollywood Walk of Fame star. So obviously 
I did something very exciting and very interesting. Um, you know, I'm very proud of myself. I think that, you know, I accomplished a lot that day and uh, it will live on in infamy. That is all for today's episode of 365 Days of MXM Tune. And remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you can come back tomorrow for more facts from yesterday. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff. No, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365. Bye.